So the thought today is, and, and I don't know if it hits you yet because we say we celebrate in 10 years, but that's a decade. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's like a decade. That makes it sound uh, pretty big, but I can say that it's been a decade of God's faithfulness. That's what I've seen is God's faithfulness. I think about the countless number of people, like 143 people that were baptized. Like I, I think about those people. I think about um, all the different ministries that we have partnered with yeah. here locally, whether it was making miracles group home or angel wings or, 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 or making sure during the pandemic that, that, that kids were being fed and partnering with Second Harvest of the Big Ben and Good News Outreach and, and, and making financial donations and all of our serve days where we would serve in our community to, to just touch some people's lives, to make sure that they knew that God's goodness was more than just in words, but it was in action. Amen. Amen. I, I think about how we've part, been able to partner with, with Teen Challenge and, and even Hang Tough. I think about how we've worked with Griffin Middle School and a business partner, still partnering with those guys at Griffin and at Fairview Middle School, just been able to touch students, been able to touch teachers' lives. I mean, it's incredible that our church isn't just meeting on Sunday, but is moving throughout all of our community. And, and, and not just here locally, to consider that our church has missions that are happening in the in Dominican Republic with a care point that is feeding up to 100 kids every single day. Like, think about that. This is what Emerged Church has been doing, and to consider that we've been part of helping to plant over 1,015 churches. Today will be the 1,015th church plant of ARC, the Association of Related Churches who helped us plant Emerge Church. We've been a part of planting churches everywhere. And it's because of faithful people who were obedient to God and said, yes, all of these lives are changed. I think about the number of students that have walked into school on the very first day with a backpack on. Full of supplies. I'm talking about a good backpack. Not the one that tears after two days. You know that one that you spent too much on that one time? I think about the teachers who would pick up a tote full of supplies to go back to their classroom. And just their minds blown that, that, that our church would say, hey, let's, let's bless some people. I think about our reach all the way into India. Like, think of that. From Tallahassee, Florida, all the way into India, into Sri Lanka. I've never been there before. Never been to Sri Lanka. I've never been. But Emerged Church has sown seeds in there. I think about Luke Walters, this missionary that we have supported for years and years that is in these countries. I think about in the mountains of Mexico. I'm talking to remote parts of Mexico, not like Cozumel and all that fancy stuff that you want to go to. I'm talking about the places no one wants to go. But Kenny Carter good friend of ours has been in there for years and years and Emerged Church has faithfully supported him, helping him to reach people for Jesus and to think that our church has a part in touching all of these lives, it's mind-blowing of what God has done in the last 10 years. And I think about this, the last 10 years our mission has been simple. How can we help people experience Jesus as their Lord and Savior? And today, our prayer continues to be the same. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump into this message today. Lord, we love you and thank you that you are here. You've always been here. The same God that worked 10 years ago is the same God who's doing it now. You were faithful then. You're faithful now. And today, God, we're leaning, trusting, and 
holding on because we know there's more in store. Father, I pray these moments that we have together today to celebrate. I pray, God, that you will prepare us for what's next. Help us to be hopeful. Help us to see the possibilities of what you can do, not just in Emerge Church, but what you can do through Emerge Church. So, Lord, today we give you praise and honor for all that you've done. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The last 10 years, the mission is let's get people to heaven. Seriously, let, let's lead people to follow Jesus so they can live out God's plans for their life. And every Sunday, I think about the opportunity to pray with people so that, they, that one day, whenever they step into eternity, they can spend eternity in heaven. But also think about every Sunday, 520 Sundays, 520 Sundays, our goal was to bring heaven to earth, to bring heaven into every place that we have met at. And we have met in some places, cafeteria at Child's High School. Come on, if you've never been in there, it has a distinct, refreshing smell. It's incredible. We did Easter one year at Governor Square Movie Theater. How many of y'all remember that? At the movies. Pouring down rain. You ain't never seen rain like that before. Man, it was something. Moved into a strip mall on Capitol Circle next to Piggy's Barbecue. You walk out of there, and I mean, it was just, I mean, you could smell it. What a smell, man. It was, it was incredible. It, and it used to be an internet cafe before we got in there. We had some purging to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, we had to clean that place up. Moved into Gilchrist Elementary School, and listen, that place was just wild, man, because kids every day in school, man, kids every day in school in the bathrooms, and here we are trying to do church there. We had some work to do, but Gilchrist was just such an amazing, amazing thing. And then who would have ever thought that we would do church online? Like, what was that all about? And you better have done it, because if you didn't, then you wouldn't have in church. Got a little situation going on. So we did church online, and then we're trying to figure out where do we go from here. And so we came into this facility and uh, just been honored to be here and thankful that they have opened their doors and, and have really made a place for us. And, and looking forward to doors that God is going to open. Amen. Continually believing as we pray towards this building that we're pursuing. Can I tell you, we're still pursuing it. We're still trying to negotiate this thing. And I still need your prayers, amen? We still need you to pray. And I promise you, as soon as we can give you an update, we will. We're not keeping nothing from you. I promise you that. We're just waiting on, for, waiting on them to say yes. Amen. amen? That's what we're waiting on. And so we're still praying, believing. But I want to update you on our heart for the house because we've been asking for pledges. And we're not pushing it. We're just asking you to respond to what God would have you to give. And our goal was to reach $500,000 in five years. Can I tell you, we've already reached $500,000. And it ain't even been six months yet. Now, you can still pledge because there's still stuff to get. I mean, don't, don't think, oh, they got this all taken care of. But I, I share that with you today because I can't help but get over the faithfulness of God. Over and over and over and how good that God has been. And... Um, Today, I felt like we needed to look back a little bit in order to look forward. And I've, I've learned that many people do not like to look back. I mean, come on. We all got that chapter that we're trying to move on from. Amen? Amen. You know what I'm saying? Been there, done that. Let's go. Let's let, don't look back, baby. But I think it's good to look back, not at the bad things, 
not at the things that were keeping you back, that were holding you down, that you felt like were destroying your life, but looking back to see how God got you through it, how God's faithfulness, how God's hand steered you right through what you thought was going to take you out, God actually used to set you up. And listen, I don't want to go through it again, amen? I mean, I'm done, I'm good, I'm good, God. How many of y'all prayed that prayer lately? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, thank you very much. (laughs) But it directed some steps that helped you to meet people, that helped you to see opportunities that you have never seen, doors that closed, people that walked away, things that were overwhelming that God used to set you up to get you into a place that you never, ever thought you would be. And it's something how we say that when something bad happens. I never thought I would go through this. But then when we see the the hand of God at work, have you ever thought to say, I've never thought I would be in this situation today where I'm seeing God at work. And I can stand before you today and not just share that as, as a cool preacher line, but to share that as truly what we have seen God do through the years in this church. It's been amazing to see the hand of God. When I look back over the last decade, Hey, listen, no doubt, I see the struggles. Come on, how many of you have struggled in the last 10 years? Anybody in here had a struggle? But I've also seen the hand of God. In every one of those struggles, this morning I'm fired up because I see Miss Connie back there. Miss Connie, I love you, Mr. Keith. So good to see y'all. 10 years ago, in that cafeteria at Child's High School, Whenever we opened the message, I went to the book of Philippians chapter 3. And as I was praying about where do we go today, what message should I share today, the Lord said, go back where you started. And I want to go to Philippians chapter 3 this morning. And this is what it says. You can follow along on the screen. It says, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Can anybody relate? I'm not there yet. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not there yet. And do not tell them, I know, okay? Don't look at them and say, I know. (laughs) Watch this next one. Watch this next one. I'm not there yet, nor have I become perfect. All right, so this is what I need you to do. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, you're not perfect. Neither am I. Let's clean this up. Watch this, though. Let's keep going. But I am charging on. Ah, to gain. Listen, I'm charging on to gain anything and everything. Ah, anything and everything the anointed one Jesus has in store for me. And nothing will stand in my way. Watch this. Because he has grabbed me and he won't let me go. Ah, nothing's going to stand in my way because he's got a hold of my life. Verse 13, brothers and sisters, as I said, I know I have not arrived, but there's one thing I'm doing. I'm leaving my old life behind, putting everything on the line for this mission. I am sprinting toward the goal, the only goal that counts, to cross the line. Say cross the line. To cross the line, to win the prize, and to hear God's call to resurrection life, found exclusively in Jesus, the anointed. Amen. Ah, I'm not there yet. 
Emerged Church isn't there yet, but we're coming. And we're pursuing what God has for us. My one prayer constantly for our church has been this through the years. My one prayer is that we will continue to move forward. We will continue to move forward. And I think it resounds with people. Because every challenge that we face, the question that arises is, is this going to stop me? Is this going to change things? Is this going to affect our family? Is this going to hinder our marriage? Is this going to keep me from being everything that I feel in my heart I am supposed to be? Every struggle that we deal with, every health diagnosis that we may face, everything that we see our child, our, our children struggling with, we wonder, is this going to hold them back? And then there's things beyond our home. When we, when we look around the world, we see the different challenges that we have faced even though over the last couple of years. It makes you wonder, is this it? Is this going to stop us? Is this going to hold us back? And so my prayer has continually been, God, help us as a church move forward. And when we say church, it's much more than just talking about what this is and what this feels like on a Sunday morning. When we say church, we're talking about people. We're talking about you. So when we say, God, help us to continue to move forward, our prayer isn't just that we keep having a service on Sunday. It's that you and I keep going no matter what we may face, no matter what we may come into contact, no matter what it is, that we will continue to move forward. And the goodness of God that we have known over these last 10 years, it continues to compel us forward. It continues to compel us and causes us to look forward with hope because we've seen all that God has done through the last 10 years. And regardless of what we have heard, we cannot help but be hopeful of what God's going to do in the next 10 years. And I mean that not just for Emerge Church. I mean that for your life. I mean that for you individually, because perhaps the last 10 years has been extremely difficult and it's been extremely challenging. But can I tell you, you're still here and you're still going and it didn't take you out. Sometimes you got to stop and look where you're at and realize I couldn't be here if it wasn't for God's hand. And he has been faithful all along. And he will continue. To be faithful. He compels us to keep going. Too many times we want to stop when we need to take a step. Because it's hard. Because I've never done this before. Come on, you ever been in a parenting situation? You said, I've never done this before. Like, what's wrong with you, kid? I, I, nobody told me how to do this. And where did you come up with that from? What's wrong with you? And I think sometimes they just want to say, you my parent. <laughs> Some of this stuff we've never faced before. And our tendency is to stop. There's probably someone in this room right now, you're, you're facing something at work that you've never seen before, and you, you're thinking about stopping, throwing in the towel. Maybe it's in your marriage where you're, you're, you're considering throwing in the towel. Just, uh, it does it just too much. And perhaps stopping is the, isn't the answer, but it's stepping. It's stepping. It's taking a step of faith, stepping into who you're supposed to be and what God wants you to do.
at verse 12 really grabbed my attention because it says, I'm charging on to gain anything and everything the anointed one Jesus has in store for me. We have this sense that there is more. Come on, we all have it. You have this sense that there is more. And that's why at times in our lives we're dissatisfied because we know there's more. We know that, that God has meant, us, meant for us to live for so much more. But what we're experiencing looks like so much less. Am I right? And it feels like this ain't right. This isn't working. And we tend to stop right there instead of trusting the faithfulness of God and staying steady on the journey that God has us on because we, we know there's more. We know that God has something in store. And so Paul said, I'm charging on to gain anything and everything that he has in store for me. I think about how many times we have said God has something in store for you. I can't, I can't even count how many times I've said over the last 10 years to every person, God has a plan for your life. God has a plan. Yeah, but this looks like a train wreck. God has a plan for your life. Yeah, but this looks like the worst part of life. God has a plan for your life. And just trying to cons- convince people over and over, God has a plan. And today I still stand before you trying to convince you God has a plan for your life. He still has a, yeah, but everything's going wrong. He still has a plan. Yeah, but you don't know what I've done, Pastor Wade. Can't even talk about that right here. God still has a plan for your life. He still has a plan. And too many times we stop because we didn't realize what he had in store. We forgot. We forgot that he still had something for us. The word the Lord put on my heart for the year is the word breakthrough. Breakthrough. And this is one of those words that, uh, that's a strong word, am I right? I mean, breakthrough. And it can mean so many things. But I started looking back and I realized it's been happening all along. There's been so much breakthrough in my own life personally in this church, countless people in this room even that I know that there has been breakthroughs on so many levels and so many things that God has shown you favor. God has helped you out. Amen. Come on, you pray God help a brother out and he helped you. Gave you some breakthroughs. And so as I look at this year and consider the breakthrough, it's like, my God, what you've been doing for the last 10 years and now you want to start announcing breakthrough. All I can think is, what are you about to do, God? What are you about to do if you're just announcing it now, but it's been happening over the last 10 years, and here we are, and I think about fears that will be broken in this year, guilt and shame that will be overcome. I'm talking about from the past stuff, man, that is lingering, has affected how you view life, affected how you do marriage and how you raise kids, and I'm talking about stuff that's affected how you view your career and what you're able to do and who you are. I'm talking about breakthrough with that stuff, so you you can really start living, living life to the fullest. Amen. Breakthroughs, breakthroughs, talking about barrier breaking breakthroughs, breaking through with sicknesses. God still heals. Breaking through the struggles. And I think that word just says this. I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. I'm stepping and nothing is going to stand in my way. The first decade of our church was about the faithfulness of God. And as I pray and say, God, what's next? What's the next 10 years look like? I can't help but consider how faithfulness 
produces fruitfulness. Faithfulness produces fruitfulness. One of the things I've learned is that many times we measure faith by how we feel. And can I tell you, there are just some days you're just not feeling it. Can I get an amen? amen. Come on, how many of y'all know what I'm talking about today? I was feeling it. So, I mean, today was feeling great. I got emotional a couple of times. I'm feeling it. But just sometimes you just don't feel it, but you do it anyway because you're faithful. See, that's what I call a spiritual grind where it doesn't feel good, but I'm still going to do it because I know if I keep doing it, I'm going to see the hand of God. I've been down this road too many times. Amen. I've seen it too many times. And so that fruit, that faithfulness sets up fruitfulness. And when I talk about fruitfulness, I'm talking about seeing the abundance of all that God can do. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about abundance. Look at your neighbor and tell him abundance. Be fruitful. Watch this. He told Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. When a kid's learning their timetables, multiplication facts, everybody likes multiplying by 10. Because you get to add a zero on the end. Come on, somebody. We like that extra zero. If I'm writing you a check, you want me to put an extra zero on it. Am I right? And when I think about being fruitful, I'm thinking about multiplying. Put another zero on the end. Put another zero on the end. Because it's been a lot of addition. But now it's time to step into some multiplication. Multiply times 10 times 10 times 10. Come on, somebody. Talking about more people coming to know Jesus times 10. More people following God's plan times 10. More people stepping into leadership. More people serving. More people using their gifts. More people times 10. Fruitfulness. And I have three statements that I want to give you today to move forward with. Three simple statements to share with you that have been staples. These are the statements that you do not want to forget. These are the ones that you probably ought to jot down, put them in your phone, put a bumper sticker on your car, get a tattoo if that's you. I'm scared of the needle, so I ain't doing it. I don't want to pay money for that. You can. These three statements right here are life-changing, but yet they're so simple. Here's the first thing. Three statements to move forward with. Number one, God is for us. God is for us. If I could convince people of anything, it's to convince them that God is for you. The view of God has become that God's mad. He's just waiting for us to mess up. And that is not the truth. God has been constantly trying to get you to the place that you know him as Savior and that you live out these incredible plans that he has for your life. He has been trying to get you to that point for years and years. Just some of us are hard-headed. Can I hear an amen from a hard-headed person in this room? And if you sit next to him, don't point at him because you may have influenced him. Put your hand down, Joe. God is for us. And this is what, this is what I mean. The favor of God is for you. And over 10 years, I've seen so much favor in my own life personally 
in our church. So many different things that we have tried to do, just seeing the favor of God. And can I tell you that the favor of God is not just reserved for somebody who went into the ministry and pastors the church. The favor of God is for all of his sons and daughters. Amen? It's for you is what I'm trying to tell you. And that God's favor is upon you. It's just sometimes we're trying to do our own thing and God's trying to get us over here to say, hey, this plan is better. And this isn't a matter of control. This is just a matter of knowing he sees the end from the beginning. He knows and he's just trying to direct your steps. But he is for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you what can be against you he is for you and this statement right here has carried me personally through some of the craziest moments of my life just remembering God is for me God is for me yeah it doesn't feel like it today but God is for me because I've seen it over and over and over and I don't want to live my life in any way that forfeits his favor I'm sticking with you Lord I'm sticking with you because I want your favor Can you please remember as we move forward that God is for you? Here's the second thing, and this one is huge. God is faithful. God is faithful. If you came to me with the worst news today, I would remind you God is for you, but I would also remind you God is faithful. I would tell you that over and over and over, and overwhelmingly, this has been the lesson of the decade. This has been the lesson of the last decade of this church, that God is faithful. It doesn't always happen the way that I want. But it's so much better the way he does it. Like, this church does not look like what I thought it was going to look like. But it's so much better. Can I tell you that? And that's not flattery. That is the truth. It's so much better. In my mind, I saw it one way. I did. But this is so much better. I'm like, God, thank you so much for doing it like that and not letting it happen the other way because we would be dysfunctional. We would be crazy. And some of y'all are like, you're still crazy, Pastor. But I'm a crazy pastor who remembers that God is faithful. I still remember it. Imagine if I didn't. We'd be in trouble. Y'all pray for Cynthia. I don't always understand it, though. I don't. I don't always understand how God does it, why he does it the way he does it. It's frustrating. Like, Just do it the way that I like and everything's going to go well, God. But in his wisdom, he knows there's a better way. And when we sang today, where there is no way, you make a way. That's not just our song. That's what we saw. He did it. Over and over. Every step along the way. Watch this. Even every misstep. He's still faithful. You know, your your sin didn't change who God is. Your mess didn't knock him off the throne. He didn't freak out about it. Now, we got some work to do on it. Amen. Amen. But he still stands ready to forgive. Ready to restore, ready to redeem. And that makes some people upset because they want God to be mad. He's bigger. He's better than that. He's good. He's for us. 
He is faithful. He was with us then. He's with us now. He doesn't change. Let's stick with him because he is faithful. Here's the last thing. JP, you can come on up, brother. We know he's for us. This is what we've lived. This is what we've seen. We know that he is faithful. Answered prayers. He came through so many times in so many different ways. I remember when it was a few months before we actually launched the church. And I was praying about all of this. And um, I was running through my neighborhood. A lot of hills. Hated those hills, man. Moved out of there. Got out of there. I need flat. I need all downhill. I'm from Louisiana, man. Everything's downhill. Okay? You know that story everybody says, uh, we went to school uphill in the snow both ways. Louisiana is the opposite. It's downhill both ways, but it's probably in a flood. Okay? But I remember praying because I was worried before we started the church because we had some mile markers trying to build a team to start the church. Had to have so many people. We needed so much money to stay on budget, to time this thing all out. And uh, y'all ever looked at your checkbook and said, where is it at? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, where is it? I mean, we working hard, but it ain't showing up in the account. And I remember sitting down, meeting with people, just trying to build this team. And uh, so one day I decided I was going to take a run and uh, have a word with the Lord. And I went with scripture. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to pray some scripture. So I have my scripture verses ready to go. And uh, I was between Greenland and Kenhega Drive, running on Deer Lake. And I said, Lord, I don't want to do this wrong. I don't want to mess this up. And you said that a wise builder counts the cost before he builds the home. Actually, it says before he builds the house. And your word says a king counts the cost before sending the soldiers into battle. And I said, Lord, we need some money and we need some people. And I'll never forget what the Lord told me that day. I don't think I've ever shared this in church. I've told people this story, but I'll, I'll never forget it. This is what he told me. He says, I'm the one building the house. And I've counted the costs. And then he said, and I'm the king that sent you into battle. I know what you need. And at the time, 36 years old, I just shut my mouth and kept running and went home. And I saw God provide. The day that we started Emerge Church, I remember because we were spending money like crazy, man, just trying to buy equipment and pay for the advertising, the flyers, everything. It was just wild, all this stuff at one time. And it's like, whoa, I need everything to slow down. And getting all the food for this launch day. And Inflatable had a friend drove all the way from Louisiana 
you know, an inflatable company. I mean, that's the favor of God. That's a soldier in the army. You know what I'm saying? And I remember on our launch day, just whatever it takes was the attitude. Whatever it takes, we'll empty the bank account to do this if we got to. And we did everything that we needed to do. And I remember checking the bank account the Monday after us before we even looked at the tithes and offerings from the first Sunday. We still had $10,000 in the bank account. Now, some of you are twitching right now because you're like, oh, my God, I need more than that. What I'm telling you is somehow or another, God made it all work. We lacked for nothing. We lacked for nothing. God kept bringing people to help us to get this thing off of the ground. And thank God for his faithfulness. And I share that story with you because many of you, you have been in those moments. You have been in those situations where it's, God, what are you going to do? Because I don't have an answer. And I got a bunch of Bible verses that I need you to clean up right now. Come on, somebody. But I've seen over and over, and I want to convince you of this today, that God is for you. And I want to help you to see today that God is faithful. But the, the last thing i got to share with you as you move forward, as we move forward as a church, is this. God isn't finished. God isn't finished. You may have endured some of the worst things of your life, but God isn't finished with you. That opportunity may have burned you out or burned you up, but God isn't finished with you. That relationship may have hurt you worse than you have ever been hurt in your whole entire life, but God isn't finished with you. That job may be sucking the life out of you, but the job was never meant to give you life. It was never meant to give you life. It was just supposed to help you pay your bills. He's not finished with you. You may think your best days are behind you, but I'm standing here today to tell you that God is for you, that God is faithful, and He is not finished. And you may feel limited. You may feel like you can't give what you once gave. You may feel like you can't do what you once did. But I'm here today to tell you, God isn't finished yet. If you're still alive and kicking, He's not finished story of our church isn't written from a pulpit. The story of our church is written in the lives of every person that calls Emerge their home. And every time you take that step of faith, Emerge moves forward. Every time you overcome that struggle, Emerge is moving forward. Every time you step up to serve, Emerge is stepping forward. Every time you say yes to God, Emerge is stepping forward. Every time that you just keep going, even though no one sees you, no one knows, but you're staying faithful, you're still praying, you're still slipping that hand in the air and worshiping, you're helping this church continue to move forward. And today my message is so very simple. God is for you. God is faithful. And God is not finished. He is not finished. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Because I'm finished. I think. Father, I think of every person in this room today. And so many others that have 
been a part of this story here at Emerge. And God, I, I can just say thank you. that you did all of this. I still stand and look at it all and say, what in the world are we doing? And God, I'm so thankful that this was your idea and this city was your plan. And these people that you gathered here together, that was all you're doing. We're just trying to steward it well and serve well. God, we know that you're not finished. And there's even people here today that needed to know, needed to hear what you have done and who you are because they need it in their lives personally. And God, today we're calling on you on behalf of every situation that is represented in this room and those who are watching online. We're calling on you because we need to see your faithfulness again. We need to see your salvation. We need to see your healing. We need to see it, God. Not to believe it, but because we need breakthroughs in our lives. We already believe it, God. And we already give you thanks for it, but God, we, we need it. There are people in this room today that need breakthroughs. They need you to come through, God. God, we know you're for us. We know you're faithful. God, finish the work that you started. Finish what you started, God. Because we need you. Today, as you sit here, many of you, yes, you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But everything that we do as a church is for these moments right here where we give people the opportunity to make a decision to follow Jesus. And maybe you haven't made that decision yet. Maybe you haven't decided to follow Jesus. You've been doing your thing. But today as you hear this, you realize that my thing is pretty good, but God's thing is next level good because God is so good. Perhaps today as you evaluate your life, you realize I've settled for religion in a cycle of trying to prove things. When all alone, God's been trying to show me that he's already proven his love and the value of my life and the worth of my life through his son, Jesus, dying on the cross. And that there is no sin too big that he cannot forgive. And if you're here today and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I invite you today. I invite you today to make this decision to say, Jesus, I'm following you. And if you put your faith and trust in him and follow him, allow him to forgive your sins, your life will forever and ever and ever be changed forever. The same prayer that we prayed on February the 5th, 2012, is the same prayer we're praying today, February the 6th. 2022. If you're here today and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I ask you to join every voice in this room today. Repeating this after me, say, Dear Lord, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you that you are faithful and you went above and beyond because you love me. I come to you today I don't feel like I've got it together. 
I need you. I need you to forgive my sins. So I ask you to forgive me, to wash me clean, and make me a new person. I surrender my life to you, and I make the decision that I'm going to follow you. I turn from my old ways, and I choose to follow you. This is my new life. I declare it. I surrender to you. I announce now that you are my Lord and Savior. I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.